while discussing the highway planned route to London, I suggested to Professor Penny Jan that I shall join him somewhere near his residence, since my residence at City Campus was too far away and access to National Highway connecting Paris to Port Cadet, Port Town of Calais is easier by starting the journey from his residence instead. We were supposed to take the Route National 1 and Route National 6 or National Highway 1 and National Highway 6 and since Professor Penigel had taken this route by car so many times he assured me that I need not be scared to accompany him on the front seat and that during the nearly 50 years of driving experience he did not have even single traffic accident or even one traffic violation. Maybe Professor Panijan was particular to calm my nerves before taking to the national highway bustling with heavy high-speed traffic and to assure me that I am in hands of a professional driver besides being in the hands of a highly acclaimed professor and scientist. After my, making sure that my suitcase was loaded promptly on the storage area on the backside of his Peugeot car, Professor invited me to take the front seat without worry along with him and promptly prompted me to fasten the seatbelt as the security condition that all travelers on the front seat of the vehicles were supposed to abide. Then Professor took out a sheet of paper and explained the route that we were going to take, namely NH1 and NH626, and that the distance of about 300 kilometers between Paris and Calais Port Town could take about three to three and a half hours. Hope you have a valid passport with English visa and proof of having some foreign currency, etc to satisfy the border security and immigration officials. Professor Christian proved how caring and protective he was in his thoughts and actions towards me. Yes, sir, I replied and continued. I got the exit visa stamped on the passport from Foreign Affairs the other day and have about 500 British pounds as travelers checks. But I, I was told I need I was told that Indians don't need British visa uh, on, on visa and that their entry pass will be stamped at the border town, on the border port, wherever it is, whether by sea or by uh, road or by air. So I was ready to take the plunge and I was and we were we had started our journey in right earnest and we were on the way. Great Professor replied while steering his car to the national highway with care and like a professional driver too. I was feeling deeply indebted to my professor for for taking this train and stress of undertaking such a long journey on a busy national highway as a driver of an automobile and as a caring father or guardian despite being in his late fifties and to support an Indian student that he was mentoring 
only for a few months. The National Highway traffic was really intimidating for someone like me and Professor proved himself to be a very careful motorist, never speeding above 80 kilometers per hour and taking the middle portion of the road most of the time and taking the fast-moving left lane only when the cars in front were moving in irritatingly slowly, etc. I was particular not to talk to Professor most of the time, not to disturb his concentration on the roads, and sight of some traffic accidents and crashed and heavily damaged cars on the high-speed and busy lane in particular was scary, to say the least, and alerting all of the peril and of careless and crash driving on busy highways. When the traffic was smooth and there were not many cars on the highway, I inquired, how can we cross the English Channel from Calais to England? How we to leave the car behind and take the, the ferry instead for onward journey? Good that you know the complexity of our trip to London, Professor replied and continued. We can take our car in the ferry now and then continue the journey in English soil by paying a decent transportation fee for the car. Though the English, contrary to majority of Euro Europeans, insist to drive on the left side of the road. Crazy guys, right? Professor winked at me and showed his witty best behavior. After a drive of about one hour, we took a washroom break at an eatery on the highway and really refreshed our energy level. Since it was too much to expect a man of about 55 years to be on the wheel non-stop for more than three hours at his stretch. While chatting in the eatery and refreshment center, Professor asked me, whether India has such well-developed road network and how many hours it might take if I was to drive from Delhi to my native place, Trichur in Kerala. We have just three to five national highways connecting main cities like Delhi, Bombay, Calcutta, etc. Though we are a vast continent in size compared to France and they are just namesake national highways and it might take two days to cover the roughly 2,000 kilometers between Delhi and Trichur, and by the time we reach our destination, maybe we may have to go straight to the hospital for treatment for body pain and even bone fracture as a result of the bumpy, never-ending ride. My justly reply amused my boss greatly too, but why don't the general public protest and don't demand answers from the people as people representatives for such poor state of affairs of our roads, of your roads? Professor Kirsten put me in a spot and I was struggling to offer an explanation. Sadly, the media and newspapers and journalists on the, are on the payroll of corrupt politicians and people representatives and political parties and their main aim is to make money using corruption and not to solve the problems of the public and a good majority of fooled people and public are naive or ill-informed and vote for the same politicians or political parties 
who have wrecked the system or looted the treasury using false promises and lies and dramas. Sadly, I continue, more than 50% of the voters are poor and illiterate, and we have an election system that gives voting right to all, whether educated or uneducated, and there is no minimum polling percentage to make elections valid too. This loophole is exploited by selfish, power-hungry demagogues and vested interests and politicians and sadly, a good number of educated, well-informed voters do not vote in elections and allow greater number of fools or ill-informed and naive voters to elect demagogues and power-hungry and corrupt politicians. And this force has been continuing for past 30 years since independence too. Although I have been writing to major newspapers for the urgency of reforming election system and voting system and to make voting compulsory for all and non-voting a punishable offence to prevent the false of majority fools or ill-informed and gullible voters electing crooks and power-hungry demagogues as MPs or MLAs in elections, since these crooked politicians even control the media houses and newspapers and TV channels, etc. And none of them will publish even a letter to the editor or an article in a newspaper or give a platform to expose all the corrupt, corrupt practices, etc. And to reform the election and voting system and for making democracy real powerful and transparent. Yes, indeed, your democracy needs total reforms, no doubt, and to ensure that it is only educated and well-informed voters who elect competent and nation-loving MP or MLA or donors. Professor agreed with my assessment and commented, hope sooner or later your nation gets rid of massive corruption and crooked politicians and puts in place a real democratic setup which has checks and balances like the democracy we have in Europe or USA or Japan and beats out the corrupt and shady persons from political life as a whole. Okay, let us move on now. Professor led me to the car, parked a few yards away and we were on our way to Calais, ferry terminal as scheduled.